Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Now off the draw. Two on one shot put right on and Anderson makes the save. Torelli and company were diving through on that one. Big save by Frederick Anderson. Anderson has the puck taken away from him by Kucherov and that hits the post. Bounces down. Captain by McDonough. Second opportunity. Oh, Anderson survived giving up the puck behind the net, but Tampa putting the pressure on now. Stamkos can't get to it. Pesci will. He'll send this the length of the ice. He'll relieve the pressure that way, but the faceoff coming back to the Hurricanes. Natchez settles it down. Natchez back up top for Bear. 25 seconds left on the power play. Bear to Natchez. Natchez is Rister. They score! Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. I told you. If you stuck around till the end of the podcast Sunday night after the Canes lost to the Rangers 2-0, I said Hurricanes were going to beat Tampa. It's guaranteed. Uh, it's guaranteed win because I told you so. Carolina didn't play as well tonight as they did, did against the Rangers, but they got a win. They played better than Tampa, though. They were really good tonight. They're really good on Sunday. Didn't get a win. Couldn't figure out a way to get a goal. They get three goals tonight. 
Two on the power play, one at five on five from Sebastian Ajo, his first five on five goal in 18 games. His last five on five goal came February 10th in Boston in that six nothing win. Uh, but Carolina, after kind of a first period that I really think was kind of even, maybe Tampa was a little bit better, but I didn't think either team was great. Tampa had the better chances for sure. And uh, Carolina was the better team the rest of the way. And they pick up a 3-2 win, one they needed desperately for their own, like what we're doing is doing is is the right thing kind of a standpoint. Uh, they snap a four-game losing streak, and uh, they kind of restore a little bit of confidence that when they need it, they can get some goals. Uh, the power play looks good. Tony D'Angelo was great tonight. We've got to talk about a lot of things. Alan Campbell joined us in just a few minutes. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Check them out online, aluminumcompany.com. Free no obligation estimate. But if you need siding or roofing or entry doors or windows, bay window, bow window, they've got it all. Aluminumcompany.com. They have 14,000 different types of siding. That's a lie, but they have a lot. You can check it out all online at aluminumcompany.com. What doesn't kill you just makes you stronger. That is uh, either uh, a convoluted quote about the sword of Gryffindor or it's about the Carolina Hurricanes who went through it, this four-game stretch. That's right. 0-3 and 1 of their last four. But let's not be distracted. Outplayed Pittsburgh on the road. Didn't get a win. Outplayed Toronto in Toronto. Didn't get a win. They were staring at those green and white uniforms, which I kind of liked. Didn't play well in Washington, got a point. Outplayed the Rangers, got nothing. Think about it. The three best games they played in that four-game stretch, they got nothing out of. The one game they played like trash, they got a point. It's hockey, man. Hashtag hockey is stupid. Uh, So tonight, they got rewarded for for the good play, and they were really good. For two periods. Again, first period, not so much. Second period, dominant. Third period, maybe not dominant, but they were the better team. And they pill out a win. You knew they were going to need that third goal. You knew they were going to need the Yahoo goal to give them that that little working margin. But the bottom line is, you weren't going to win this game with two goals. Just, you could feel it. You could feel you weren't going to win this game with two goals. Uh, So, guys who I think were really good. And again, first period, I would say that at best, everybody was okay. Sebastian Ajo was excellent from the second period on. Seth Jarvis so good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I screwed up. I probably should have given him a star. My star is, I, I don't know how you saw it, but that's fine. Uh, I always look at these things a little bit differently. I'm not mesmerized by the, by the stat sheet, uh, but I thought Jarvis was great. And uh, Jarvis... Did get an assist, although I'm not sure why on the uh, on the Ajo goal, but he deserves one, even though I'm not sure he should get one, if you understand, because unless he touched the puck on the way to Ajo from Slay on off Slavin's shot, then he shouldn't get an assist. But he was integral in the goal. So uh but Ajo played well, Jarvis played well, Teravinen played well, Stahl was good. Uh, I love Trocek tonight. Tony D'Angelo was 
for me, the best player in the game. Uh, Jacob Slavin was great. Brett Pesci was great. The fourth line didn't play a ton, uh, but I thought the fourth line was really impactful. Uh, so good team effort, good game throughout, pretty much throughout the lineup, and the Hurricanes pick up a 3-2 win over the Lightning. Uh, Martin Natchez scored a power play goal, his third goal in 10 weeks. Look, I don't know if Natchez played a good game or not. He wasn't bad tonight, and that's a <laughs> that's just like a step up. Uh, but he scored a big goal, and he's got to do that. You're going to take the mistakes with Natchez. But, man, he's got to give you that electricity. He's got to give you that. And, and this was not necessarily an electric goal other than it was a goal that they needed to get, and it was a power play goal and a second unit power play goal. Uh, and it was a good shot. Low, far side on Vasilevsky. Uh, I think uh, Vasi had a hard time seeing it, probably through his own defenseman, Victor Hedman, who's like two people. Uh, but uh, Natchez sneaks it in, far side low, and it's one nothing Carolina. Nick Paul played his first game with the Lightning. Uh, gets one back not that long uh, later, roughly, uh, what, three and a half minutes later, a little bit more than that, uh, on a deflection in the uh, in the run of play off the rush. Uh, Ross Colton throws it in front. Paul deflects it over Freddie Anderson, and it's 1-1. And then about four minutes later, Tony D'Angelo on the power play. I'm not sure it wasn't Vincent Trocek's goal. Initially, they gave it to him. Then they took it away. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it back to him. Uh, but, you know, he it was either his stick or Sergachev's stick. It's hard to tell, honestly. Uh, but who cares? Uh, if it's D'Angelo, it's his 10th, and Tony gets a goal. Uh, and uh, uh, his 10th goal of the season tonight on the power play. Uh, but this is a case where Carolina won a board battle. Uh, Svechnikov and Ajo winning a board battle. Uh, on the right side, keeps the puck alive. Uh, I guess Ahu didn't touch the puck. Svechnikov probably fed it back. Uh, but D'Angelo just gets it through, and there's Trocek in front. And again, I think it went off Trocek, but who knows. And Carolina has a 2-1 lead back, both goals on the power play, but you knew they were going to have to get one in the third, and Sebastian Ajo uh, did that. But Seth Jarvis had a couple of assists tonight. He assisted on the Natchez goal, and then he assisted on the Ajo goal. That's the goal, I think, that I was most impressed with. Power play goals are great. You're supposed to give yourself good chances on the power play because I don't know if you know this, but there's an extra player on the ice. Uh, but the Ajo goal that made it 3-1 about midway through the period was so good from the standpoint that it was a three-zone goal. Uh, Carolina had to win a bunch of battles, including one by Seth Jarvis in the defensive zone just to get the puck out of the zone. Then they advance it up. You have to win a battle at neutral ice. And then Ajo uh, brings the puck across the blue line into the zone, and he has to be patient. He has to stop. He has nowhere to go, and he's waiting for friends. So he stops just inside the blue line, and there's really no pass to make but he sees Jarvis going in the corner and he basically just tosses the puck into the opposite corner. And that's when Jarvis gets the puck back out front. Uh, ultimately, Slavin shoots it uh, on net. Jarvis is going to the front. Ahu is at the side of the goal. I guess Jarvis might have got it and then uh, or tipped it. Maybe it didn't really look like it from one angle. 
Uh, and then Ahu tucks it in. He goes uh, backhand, forehand uh, to the just to the side of the goal and slips it in between the pad and the post to make it 3-1. And I can tell you for a fact that Sebastian Ajo curses in English because I know there's no Finnish word that looks like blank, yeah. And uh, so good for Sebastian Ajo for cursing in English. Uh, and that was a, that was just a fun battle with uh, he and Nikita Kucherov tonight. How about Nikita Kucherov getting all uh, hot and bothered? It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I will say, uh, the the goal that made it 3-2 by Tampa, I mean, great deflection. Both Tampa goals were beautiful deflection goals. Freddie has nothing to do with those. Uh, but I just don't understand why Sergachev and, unless I unless the, the penalties happened well before the replay, I just don't understand what either Stahl or Sergachev did to deserve a penalty. I just don't get it. I didn't see a penalty by either. They called Stahl for a cross-check. Didn't see one. They called, I believe, uh, Sergachev for holding, whatever, roughing. I know it was roughing, but I didn't see that either. So you send off a defenseman who, hey, he's a great player, but I do believe that the Tampa Bay Lightning can do without (laughs) Mikhail Sergachev. They've got Hedman and McDonough. They're okay. But the Hurricanes without Jordan Stahl in a late-game situation, I mean, that's not ideal. He's going to be on the ice at the end. So they had to play two of the almost three remaining minutes without the guy who would be on the ice for a good chunk of that. Of course, they did have Trocek and Ajo out there, but still the Kalorn goal made it uh, 3-2, created some nervous minutes. And because it was not a power play, even though it was a five-on-four because Tampa pulled the goalie, uh, Stahl still got a sit there. So they almost killed uh, killed off all of those matching minors before Stahl came out of the box. And then he played the last, uh, what, 40-some-odd seconds. But uh, that's a heck of a win for the Hurricanes. Uh, and think about this. So many people were so crazy, and I get it. You lose three in a row to Washington, right? So you get, like, can't be Washington, can't be Florida. Well, considering that they are a combined uh, 0-3-3 against those two teams, Washington and Florida, they are 9-3-1 against the remaining playoff teams in the East. 2-1-0 against Pittsburgh. Remember the one loss? They outplayed the, the Penguins. 1-1-0 against the Rangers. They have two more games left with New York, but they outplayed them in the other game, so they really have, you know, won all of those battles against those two teams. Uh, They still have one more left with Washington, one more left with Tampa, and uh, they're done with all the other playoff teams, at least in the East. You still have one with Colorado. You've got one with Minnesota. And you have two with the Islanders who are never easy to beat anyway. And I, frankly, the Devils are scoring a ton of goals. <laughs> you got plenty left with the Devils too. Uh, so Carolina's playing. They're playing better than they're winning right now. Uh, and I said going into this 11-game stretch, if you go back to the Colorado game with this long run of games against playoff, not just playoff teams, but top playoff teams. In this 11-game stretch, they are seven games through it. And what we said was it would be acceptable to be 5-5-1 five, five, 
in this seven-game stretch. Five, five, and one would be acceptable. You don't want to do worse than that. 11 points in 11 games would be okay against this run of teams. Well, they're three, three, and one, seven games in. Tonight's win was their third in that stretch. They beat Colorado. Uh, then they beat Philadelphia. Then you go to Pittsburgh, and it doesn't go well, even though you played well. Uh, so 3-3-1, three, three and one, they will be uh, at home against Dallas on Thursday, at St. Louis on Saturday, and then the Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back in Washington, in Tampa Bay. And we'll see if they can get four or more points out of that group. It would really help if you got the two on Thursday against Dallas, I guess, that we'll see Max Domi in the lineup. We'll find out. Uh, but real quick, one thing about the lines, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell about the game. Seth Jarvis had been playing well in spurts without scoring. If you're going to be in a top six role, and he had actually lost his spot in the top six, but if you're going to be in a top six role, you have to produce points. It's obviously the problem we've all had with Martin Natchez. There are other problems, but Natchez, we've talked about it, not producing goals. And if you don't do that, it's hard to keep you in the top six. But Seth Jarvis had been playing okay. He just hadn't been getting a ton of ice time. And, of course, there wasn't production. But Seth Jarvis tonight, Seth Jarvis Sunday against the Rangers, and I thought Seth Jarvis against the Capitals, even though Carolina didn't play well, I think we are seeing the real Seth Jarvis. And this is the Seth Jarvis that I believe will play with Ajo and Taravainen the rest of the year. Or until it definitely doesn't work. I think that's I think that's the trio. And let me tell you something about Seth Jarvis. There is there is a tenacity that bodes well for the future if they want to move him to center. I think Seth plays the game with a with enough of a feistiness to make it work. Vincent Trocek ain't big. I think Seth Jarvis will fill out. He'll get stronger. And Jarvis's game, I think, is probably very well suited to be in the middle of the ice. So uh, who knows? Maybe Seth Jarvis will be their 2C, and yes, Barry Kotkaniemi will be their 3C. And then after next year, they'll sign Jordan Stahl, uh, to a couple-year contract worth a few million a year, and he'll be their 4C, and that'll be them down the middle. At least they'll have one right, uh, right-handed right centerman. Who knows? I'm just kind of throwing it out there. And, of course, you've got Jack Jury waiting in the wings. But uh, I loved Seth Jarvis's game tonight. Loved Ajo, especially after the first period. I don't think anybody was great in the first period, but I thought from uh, middle point of the second period on, Sebastian Ajo uh, had his fingerprints all over this. Uh, and I do love the compete that we see from Aho. I love it when he gets angry. Angry, the angry elf on the shelf is the best elf on the shelf. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath Intermission, Hurricanes Radio Network, uh, keeper of keys, singer of songs. All right, sir. Uh, just uh, what'd you think? What'd you think about tonight? I mean, I thought it was a really <clears throat> solid performance from Carolina. I thought it was a good game. I mean, I think the first period was kind of tight, kind of slow. I mean, the first, like, 10 minutes of it, I really didn't feel like there was a whole lot going on. 
in the game. I didn't think Carolina was all that dangerous necessarily the first period. They got a couple chances maybe later on, but I thought they played really well in the second and third period. And I am happy that they not only, you know, got, you know, broke the little losing streak, whatever it was, zero, three and one of the last four, but they did it against a really good team in Tampa. And so, you know, all these, people who were real worried about the Canes having lost games to playoff teams and what does that mean and all this kind of stuff. Uh, They get one tonight against, you know, a really good playoff team. And, you know, maybe at some point people will start to believe that the Canes are actually good. (laughs) Can't beat Florida, can't beat Washington, Alec. Yeah. I mean, they've won 42 times and lost 15 times in regulation, but they lose, they go in a little bit of a drought right. and suddenly everybody's like going crazy. Yeah. Here's the, the funny part that, and I pointed this out earlier. Uh, these, this is the four game winning streak, four game losing streak at Pitt. You lose, well, I think the final was four, two, but they were better than Pittsburgh in the game. They just lost, Right. I mean, they they outplayed Pittsburgh. I mean, I didn't think it was gross that they it wasn't mm. like a, wasn't like what they did against the Rangers, uh, but they outplayed right. Pittsburgh and lost. Then they go to Toronto, and at best that game was even. But I think Carolina was slightly better than Toronto and lost. Obviously, not they they, they played poorly against Washington, but they got a point somehow. And then they dominate the Rangers. So the three best games out of those four. The three best games that they played, they got nothing out of. The worst game, they got a point. Hockey is stupid, Alec. Yeah. Hockey is stupid. It's a very fickle game. A lot like golf. Golf is stupid, too. It's a very (laughs) fickle game. And sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. So, you know, tonight I think overall they played a solid game. Like, I don't don't look at tonight's game and, and say... Wow, you know they they really you know blew Tampa out of the water tonight. I don't think that was the case. I just think they held their own. They 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 got scoring from guys they need to get scoring from. They got back on the board in terms of the power play. Tony D'Angelo, I think, has made the power play look a lot better over the course of the last two games. Obviously, yeah, scoring twice tonight. So I like that and. I mean, I just don't. I don't have a ton to complain about from the game tonight. I can think of, you know, a couple of plays here and there. I think the the one goal that that the Canes gave up to Nick Paul yeah. sort of was a lazy, lazy back check by Ian Cole. Yeah, I, I thought know, they uh, Cole and Bear both allowed too much room. Freddie had, you know, a weird play at the beginning of the game where he's trying to play the puck behind the net. Stamkos hit the post. Um, you know, otherwise it didn't feel like there were, there were a ton of like egregious mistakes or anything like that. No, I thought Carolina, I thought, see, I, I mean, solid. I actually think it was the first period, first period was probably, I mean, if you were going to give it to anybody at maybe a slight edge to Tampa in the first period, I thought Carolina yeah. dominated the second period. You know, they obviously mm-hmm. had the two power play goals, but uh, even at five on five, they were clearly the better team in the second period. So the two power plays just make it look better. Uh, and then in the third period, until the Tampa push late, 
I thought Carolina was still the better team in the third. So, um, I agree. I, I, I mean, I loved the way they played because they played against a team that they know is great, that they know mm-hmm. is, I mean, to me, Florida's got the best roster in, I think the best roster in the NHL, but they have the best roster in the East, but I don't know that Tampa's still not the best team. Uh, and Tampa had lost a bunch. I think they were 5-5 five and five in their last 10 coming in, so you knew they were angry. Uh, and I think the game got a little ornery. And I think Sebastian Ajo and Nikita Kucherov uh, had some uh, had some things to say to each other, and I loved it. You know, I've said this before, the angry elf on the shelf is the best elf on the shelf. I love angry <laughs> Ajo. I love it. Absolutely love it. And we we found out after he scored the goal, he curses in English. Yes, he does. I noticed that as well. I don't know what – I mean, Kucherov obviously was – they were losing and they were going to lose the game. And so he was fired up about that. But, you know, I, I agreed with Tripp. <laughs> that was the most egregious interference I've ever seen. Right. I mean – I don't think Sebastian embellished it at all. No, he got. I, I mean, he's lucky he's, he didn't get hurt. I mean, it was a clean I hit, mean, but it was an interference. Yeah, well, it's just he wasn't even looking. The puck wasn't there. Right. I mean, he just got open ice, clotheslined. Yeah. I mean, there was no embellishment there. I think we're pretty fair, generally speaking, when there's when there's embellishment happening on right. either side, and. I don't know what Kucherov was arguing for. I, I really don't. I don't know that he was arguing for embellishment. I don't know why he was arguing, but I, I don't know if maybe, did Aho do something to Kucherov earlier in the in the sequence. I don't know. That that would be my guess. Uh, but he, you know, that wasn't the first time in the game that he had kind of uh, lost his lost control of his emotions. Um, and he had opportunities. He had some opportunities that didn't that that he didn't cash in on. That Carolina made some good plays uh, against him, but uh, he was just he was just ticked off at the end. I mean, again, they I think they've now lost what five of their six of their last eleven games. So I could get being upset if you're Tampa. You know how good you are, and you're not used to used to losing. Uh, but I didn't understand the end of the game. You come out of the box, man, leave, get out. You're done. Right. So yeah, it was it was fun. I don't I don't mind it. I, and again, I like what it brings out in Aho. So uh, I'm uh, I'm good with all of it. Nobody got hurt, so uh, I'm thrilled. And I think the other thing that I think we noticed the last couple of games is I think we got Seth Jarvis back, and yeah, um, he had been missing for about two months. And it's nice to have Jarvis back, and I think Jarvis is going to play with the Finns pretty much the rest of the way. Uh, I, I just I like the way that team that that uh, trio plays together, and I love Jarvis. Jarvis is uh, a little bit more feisty than people give him credit. Maybe not feisty is not the right word. He's he competes really mm-hmm. really well, and I think he compliments Aho and Teravon. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, I think we talked a lot about Natchez and and Jarvis, and it definitely looks 
a lot more like Jarvis is working a little harder at it out there for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, I like, I like their line of, you know, Jarvis, I thought was the best player on the ice, uh, for Carolina. So I liked his, uh, I liked his game tonight too. Yeah. I actually, I, I kind of, I don't know why I forgot. I, I didn't give him a star, but it, I actually went back and quote tweeted my stars and I, I just kind of gave Jarvis a mention. I, I loved Tony D'Angelo tonight. Mm, I love everything about 77 tonight. Uh, I don't know if that's his goal. It really did look like Trocek deflected it down, but maybe it wasn't his stick. Maybe it was Sergachev's stick, and that's fine. I don't care. Uh, but I thought D'Angelo was excellent. Uh, and I again, I, I said this to, I think it was, uh, I was communicating with our friend Dave Pagnota from the fourth period, and I said, I know the power play numbers have dropped a little bit, but I really do think that they've missed D'Angelo five-on-five more than the power play. And not that they haven't missed him, especially of late in the power play. They snapped that six-game uh, power play goal drought. But I just think their offense, their game just looks so much better when D'Angelo is, uh, when he has the puck. He gets the puck in the right spot. He is such a good passer. Um I just think their their game works better when 77 is out there. And I thought it was noticeable tonight in all situations, not just in the power play. No, no, no doubt about that. I had him as the second star tonight. Um, but I loved his game. And, I mean, we've said it a million times. Like, the guy just has instincts and he has an IQ that is next level. And the thing I like about it is he doesn't, force anything like he's not he, he always is looking to make the right play is, is what what I'm trying to say you know he's never cheating for a goal or you know taking a bad shot generally speaking just so he can you know try to try to get one or whatever I think he takes them when he thinks he can get something right and he passes when he thinks that's the better option hell he had one instance tonight where he had a great feed for Slavin on the back door and Slavin couldn't finish. And those are the types of plays he makes. Like it's not just about his, his goal scoring, but he can set up people as well as anybody. So I agree with you. The five on five looks better with him out there. The power play definitely looks better (laughs) with him out there. I mean, it's probably the best looking power play that I can remember in recent years from the hurricanes honestly no question no as as good as as good as dougie was in the power play he's not he's not as good as d'angelo uh is yeah because 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 again dougie never saw a shot he didn't like yeah and that's the difference between him and d'angelo like dougie got pucks to the net and that was an attribute of his but sometimes dougie had those those you know russ westbrook like me possessions (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah that well that's why he has that streak of shots on you know games with a shot on goal right uh, right uh question did you see matching minors between stall and Sergachev inside of no. three minutes no i didn't think that that was anything that's what i said like what are yeah. we doing 
Why are we sending yeah. two guys off that don't need to be sent off? Yeah, I did not think that what Stahl did was a penalty at all. I mean, but I think I thought the same for Sergachev. I was looking for the rough. What did he do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I didn't like that trade-off. I mean, look, Sergachev's a great player, but they've got Hedman and McDonough. They can survive without Mikhail Sergachev. I mean, no Jordan Stahl on the ice in the last three minutes? Are you kidding? I don't like that. <laughs> no, me neither. I thought Jordan played a pretty good game tonight. I love Jordan Stahl's game tonight. Again, you know, nobody was great in the first period. Uh, and Stahl was terrible in the face-off circle. Carolina got dominated in the, on the dot. Crushed. Uh, but I thought Jordan made a, a whole handful of really good defensive plays, and I thought their line was great. So... I I gave Jordan one of my stars. I gave Jordan the uh I think I gave I gave Aho the third star, Jordan the second star, and D'Angelo the first star. In retrospect, I probably would have put Jarvis uh in and maybe taken Stahl out. I was a little out over my skis with uh with Jordan. And of course Sebastian didn't really play well the first thirty minutes of the game. He just turned it on the last thirty minutes, but he was great. Yeah, I gave him the third star. I gave uh, Aho, D'Angelo, Jarvis. Those are my stars. You have you have solid taste in stars and sneeches. So. <laughs> yeah, star star belly sneeches. <laughs> stars upon stars. So we talked about the eleven game stretch. Remember, we thought, man, if five five and one would be acceptable, it would be good if you can. You know, somehow uh, scratch out an additional point five four and two something like that. Well, they got it back to level three three and one in this stretch. Dallas Thursday at St. Louis at Washington and Tampa back to back Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so they have a chance. Uh, and I'll, I will ask you this question: I would imagine that Max Domi is coming into the lineup on Thursday against Dallas. Who's mm-hmm. coming out? So, I mean, I think the natural look at it right now is to play him on the fourth line. Right. And have Stefan come out. I mean, it's probably what I would do. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you change anything up. I mean, like you say, Jarvis playing up with the Finns. I don't think that's going to change because I think they've been pretty good. Um, you know, Natchez scored tonight so I don't see how that changes for him I don't I don't think you make Natchez better by dropping him down right um, the third line has been probably the most steady line the Hurricanes have had yeah, all one, year long it's the one line Rod, Rod has not changed in two months yeah so I guess it's you know uh, Lawrence Kokaniemi, Domi, fourth line. That's probably what I would do to start. Right. You know, the truth is, at some point, if you wanted to, <laughs> you could you could make that line a line that can score. I mean, if you wanted to put Domi, Kokaniemi, and uh, Natchez on a line together, it might actually be good. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a pretty good line. Yeah, for it, sure. It might actually be good. But I think ultimately, uh, that that's where Domi's going to start. Um, but it's, 
I think they would like Doby to force his way up the lineup. And I, I wouldn't mind a, a step on Kokaniemi Domi line. Look at that. Look at that. See, I, I do think that uh, ultimately Lawrence is going to come out of the lineup. And I think that your healthy scratches, if if all 14 forwards are healthy, I think your healthy scratches are going to be step on at, at Lawrence. Um, although, we're just waiting for the next Jordan Martinuk injury. So, because he's always hurt. It's unfortunate, right. but he's he always gets hurt. And so you have, you have to be prepared for it. Uh, but uh, you and I are both captain of the uh, co-captains of the Derek Stepan fan club. So um, there you go. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see him stay in, but we'll see. Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to. Yeah, I know. He ultimately won't. And uh, Well, the thing is, he's like proven himself as such a good, good, healthy scratch, like a reliable, <laughs> he's a professional scratch right now. Yeah. It's kind of good to have. You just gave me an idea that if the Hurricanes beat Dallas on Thursday and step on, well, step on, well, he'll be in the lineup because Martin Nook's not back yet. No, if Domi plays and they take step on out and they beat Dallas, I'm going to give step on one of my stars uh, (laughs) for being a good, healthy scratch. Yeah, he's good even when he's not playing. Uh, All right, who you got in the match play? Oh, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it. Can't believe you haven't thought about the match play. Yeah. The last time I I quote-unquote had someone in the match play, I had Alex Norin, and he blew it in the the final match. He's a sneaky good pick, by the way. Yeah, and he screwed me. Uh So I forever forever dislike Alex Norin now. And I haven't made a pick in the match play in a long time. You but I'm looking at I'm looking at Todd Lewis right now on on my TV screen. I I always forget about this uh, this golf course. It's in, it's in Austin, right? Yes. And they've it's got Austin the Country one. Club. They've got the one like drivable par four on the on. I think it's the back nine where there's water all out to the left. Right. It's a real short hole, but anyway, it's it's not the most aesthetically pleasing golf course to me, but whatever. Uh, it's okay. I don't. I'm not really sure why they've decided that that's where they need to play it. But and then they have then they have the weird par three, um, where it's it's basically like just the tee. And then there's the green, and there's this like big. It's just a, it's just a bunch of like, I don't know what it is in between the tee and the green. There's 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 like a ravine. Yeah. And it's got like a bunch of just, you know, natural stuff in it. Trash. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't. I just don't. I don't. I just don't love it. I don't love. I don't love looking at it. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure it's not a better venue though than those fake courses in Arizona they used. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Maybe the golf course is better in real life. I don't know. Probably it's is. on TV. Harvey Pedick uh, like has it. a little red book on every tee. Yeah. We were, uh, Rusty Helter from the station and I were talking about Harding Park earlier. Really? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why it came up. But, um, oh, because he was watching the Masters highlights in the studio. <laughs> 
and uh, somehow we we started to talk about Colin Morikawa, and Rusty was like, "Yeah, he he won out in in Harding Park." Look at Rusty. And I mean, and I mean, nothing looks as cool as those golf courses. You're right. Harding Park and Olympic Club. Just the trees. I, God, the cypress trees. I forget the name of the lake that's out there, but Merced Lake Merced. Lake Merced, yeah, that like separates both of those courses. Yep. But the the just the the, the foliage, um, the fog, those <laughs> courses are just awesome looking. The marine them. layer. The marine layer. Yeah, yeah. Don't call it fog. It's it's marine layer to them. Fog <laughs> sounds yeah. so common. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to insult them. <laughs> Uh, all right, sir. Uh, I will see you. Uh, I will see you tomorrow. Uh, well done. Good win. All right. Well done by you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> I right, bye. I mean, why not a little slide in a little golf conversation at the end of the podcast? Canes win it three two. Uh, again, for those people who are mad that they can't beat Washington and they can't beat Florida, it ain't over. We haven't even gotten to the playoffs yet, and. You know, they'd like to have Washington be the first op, uh, opponent or it's either going to be Washington or Boston, I have to think. Uh, I do believe Carolina is going to win the division. Uh, of course, there's plenty of games left. And if you're thinking about the standings, the Hurricanes at 42, 15, and 6 have 90 points, a three-point lead and a game in hand on the, on the Penguins, five-point lead and a game in hand on the Rangers, two games left with New York and a 10-point lead and two games in hand on Washington. One game left with Washington. That's on Monday in D.C. Canes and Florida are even. Florida's got a game in hand on Carolina. Tampa's six points back with a game in hand. Uh, And uh, the Maple Leafs and Boston are tied with 83 points apiece. So, I mean, I don't necessarily want to play Toronto. (laughs) I think I'd rather play Boston than Toronto, but honestly, it doesn't matter. just doesn't matter. Get in, take a swing at whoever you got, and I've been saying this for a while. The Eastern Conference, loaded. The Eastern Conference is better than the Western Conference. I've seen the best teams in the West. Carolina, you know, they, they, I'm not saying they match up well with Colorado, but they, they obviously beat Colorado. It was a great game. Uh, I think Colorado's the better team. There's no question about that. Um, but I think the Hurricanes are as good as everybody else in the West. Easy as good as everybody else in the West. They swept Calgary. Just a freak. I think Calgary's really good. Uh, I, th- I like Minnesota, even though Minnesota has kind of been all over the place. And I Carolina's better than Edmonton. They're better than the Kings. They're, uh, it'd be interesting to see St. Louis. St. Louis has been scoring a bunch of goals. St. Louis scored uh, what five tonight, right? Uh, yeah, five tonight and a win, a win in DC. So uh, St. Louis is really good, but they beat St. Louis earlier in the season. That was the uh, Alex Lyon game, I believe. Uh, so we'll see the uh, the Blues on Saturday night in uh, in St. Louis. Uh, so it's all fun. Dallas is on Thursday, uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you then. Uh, I am Adam Gold. This is the. Uh, Kane's Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. 
No place like it. Siding, roofing, windows, engine doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, bay windows, bow windows. Phew. Take a breath. Online, free no obligation estimate, aluminumcompany.com. Of course, you can follow the Cane's Corner podcast wherever you get your podcast. So uh, check us out wherever you are, and it shows up automatically in your phone. All you got to do is click the follow button. It's that easy. Cane's in Dallas on Thursday. Talk to you then. This has been the Cane's Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.